Weebio. He's America's criminologist. He's an applied criminologist, academic, whatever that word is, author, consultant, and retired sheriff. Dr. Curry Meyer is going to join me on the live line. He's a published author, and he has a podcast about just about anything that has to do with criminology. And today... It's about the megachurch shooter and the warning signs that everybody appeared to once again ignore, and then we blame the gun. Hi, Curry. How you doing? Hey, how you doing? Pleasure to be on. I appreciate you being here. Um, This is just, once again, one of those things where everybody um, wants to talk about banning guns and everybody having to have a permit to even own a gun instead of carry one, and it's just a whole... it's, It's the same, you know what, same different day and 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 just it never stops every time we have a mass shooter like this we find out somebody knew something and didn't say anything doesn't that seem the norm it it is the norm and you know we just had the kansas city chiefs parade shooting that occurred Mm -hmm. and the first thing that people want to talk about is gun restrictions gun control again democrats and and i can't i can't emphasize enough Mm -hmm. By nature, criminals uh, do not pay attention to laws. Therefore, they're going to commit crime regardless of what the law is on the books. The only laws that are there are for law-abiding citizens to follow. So it's not going to have any impact on criminal activity. It's not going to have any impact on mental health. So that's the first thing right out of the box that we need to fully understand. Well, they keep throwing in the words common sense gun laws. I'm like, just because you think it's common sense doesn't mean it even makes sense. Because you all have none when it comes to guns. You're scared of the actual gun. But for some reason, you don't want to regard the fact that it's the criminals who are doing these things who don't give two flying farts in the wind about your laws. And every mass shooter, every mass shooter that has occurred, there's been telltale signs that have been a part of that person's background for um, for years, sometimes decades. Even if they're a juvenile, there's been um, signs that they have displayed uh, that are problematic. The problem is in in law enforcement and the criminal justice system is that we don't talk well among different agencies that's outside law enforcement, that's the first thing. Mm -hmm. The second thing is we rely in law enforcement, we rely on old and historic information and data, and we don't have information and data in real time. So I'm a big proponent of evidence-based policing uh, that's designed to use real data in real time that can get to the officer on the street at any given moment uh, you, you know, a lot of people may not understand police officers do volumes and volumes of reports. But once those reports are made, it's difficult to get that information back out once you write the report. Mm-hmm. So evidence-based policing would actually go through. It's almost using AI to be able to go through reports and bring out information about people that has been gathered in those reports so it pops up with it with when you're dealing with them, and the in the Texas mega shooting is a perfect example of uh, of evidence based policing that could work if it if it can be implemented in the future. Or if someone would just say something. I mean, this this nutbag <clears throat> brought a kid with her, so that's a that's a whole different kind of crazy. But people knew that this this chick was off. They knew. Um, but there are a lot of key words here that we have to touch on, Curry. Things that are off limits when it comes to talking about people and why they do things. First of all, identity switching. Second of all, 
transgender. Third of all, a brown person, a Hispanic person. Third of all, someone who's pro-Palestine and anti-Semitic. All of these things put together can cause a little bit of chaos when the person is confused about who and what they are and is getting fed a constant drumbeat of, you know, Israel is evil, Israel is evil, the church uh, promotes Israel, the church stands behind the land of God, you know, all these things. So she goes to a church where no one's done anything to her and wants to kill people with a baby by her side, a little kid. Yeah, there's no question that the baby, <clears throat> unfortunately, was going to be used as a human shield, mm-hmm. or was used as a human shield. I have to give kudos to law enforcement. They had, uh, luckily, off-duty police officers in uniform working there, and they were able to respond direct to threat very quickly to be able to take out uh, the shooter. So that's the first thing, is having law enforcement mm-hmm. in places like this is very, uh, very effective. But right. you hit on some major points that I actually wrote about on my Substack page, and that is Marino has had a violent, what did have a violent criminal history stretching clear back to 2005. These are according to court records. She was previously arrested for assaulting a police officer, assault causing bodily injury, forgery, theft, uh, evading police, uh, and a slew of other charges that's on her rap sheet. So that's the first thing. And the, a bunch of different thing. aliases. Yeah, exactly. And, and Marino was placed under emergency detention order by Houston PD in 2016. And they actually said in their reports, we do believe she has a mental health history that is documented through us as the PD and through interviews with family members. She was, uh, arrest records show she was an El Salvadoran immigrant. So this is, again, a nexus back to illegal immigration immigration. Mm -hmm. She's been in the country since 2010. She was supposed to have a detainer on her, but the detainer was lifted for some reason. And then you hit on another point, which is true within about the last five or six mass shootings. Marino is yet another transgender mass shooter. And we've had no less than five or six transgender mass shooters over the course of the last two years. Uh, and many of those have just occurred in the last six months. And I bring and that up, and not to interrupt you, Curry, but I, I, interu- yeah. I, I bring that up wholeheartedly. I don't, I don't care if people are transgender as long as they're good people. But this is not a good person. But in, in all of these instances where that shooter was transgender, you did not hear that word come out the mouth of the news people. They never said it. Well, this, yeah, this goes back to there's, there is a, a, a biases that's occurring in the media and with elected politicians, because remember, police departments answer to a mayor in most conditions. And a lot of times they don't want to give out information because they feel, and I use they feel in quotes, that it could be biased or prejudicial against the person. And this is, transgenderism is one of those. A black committed crime is one of those that nobody wants to talk about. Uh, so black-on-black crime is significantly high, especially in urban sectors. And unfortunately, in the black community, about 70% of the homicides are committed by fellow black members of the community. So uh, there, it's come to the point where even the media doesn't want to give out information. If you've known recently, if, if, if when, when a shooting occurs, what information are we getting in the public? We're hardly getting any. 
mm-hmm. from the public. We're not just getting a, any just information. A, a gun was used. It was it was the evil and, gun. That's exactly correctly. And in transgenderism, I agree with you. We we should love everybody. You know, or you know, at least I'm taught we uh, we we hate the sin and we love the sinner. Right. Um, but but at the same time, transgenderism has a very high mental health illness rate. And about forty percent of those that transgender have suicidal ideation, and it rises demonstrably uh, if somebody gets a post operation. Uh, done on them, the, the mental health. So, and that research has been longstanding for a decade. Um, so, there are several things that, that have happened. And recently, in the Marino case, the Texas shooting case, they even had neighbors call the police and say that they were has- harassed and threatened, and even pointed a gun at her. And this occurred just five months pr- prior to the shooting. And let's, so let's not forget policing. that Free Palestine was written on the gun. Yeah, exactly. So then it goes back to um, the anti-Semitic, which, again, if you look at people with mental illness, they get attracted to things that are popular in the news and media at the time of the shooting. So they often um, will use things that are associated with that to help foment uh, their anger. And there was writings as well that uh, was found by police when they did the search warrant of the, of the property. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and the difference between... Um, Houston in Kansas City is the, the, the Houston event, Texas megachurch event, was a true mass shooting, mm-hmm. whereas the Kansas City event was a dispute uh, among uh, gang members in an area and that uh, innocent people, uh, an innocent person died. Unfortunately, I knew her, mm-hmm. as well as as well as uh, 24 other people. Yeah, and you know what? It, it, and I, I just wish people understood, and especially legislatures, who like to throw around the word common sense. Now, we grew up, and I'm sure you're you're familiar with this too, Curry, the guys I went to high school with had rifles hanging in the back windows of their trucks. Those guns never hurt a soul. None of us were intimidated by them. We didn't worry about those guns being in there. They weren't allowed to be loaded on school grounds, but they, they hung there. Um, because if we got mad at somebody, we met at the flagpole at three and whooped each other's butts. You know, that's, that's what we did, even though that, that is still a bad thing, but that's what we did. We didn't, we didn't devalue human life to the point where we were in a crowded parade, saw someone we hated and just opened fire, didn't care who else might've been in the way, including small children. So people who do this sort of thing, not all of their cogs are firing, man. They're just not. They're, they need some grease on their ball bearings because the machine ain't working right. They're nuts. Well, the, 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 and I was one of those guys, by the way, that you know carried carried a rifle and yeah. uh, you know to school. So, and uh, you know, something back then, coaches would recognize this, especially if guys were disputing, and they'd say, "Okay, let's go out and let's compete against each other." Sometimes we'd even put on the boxing gloves. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was there were strategies back then. But here's the big thing. We are no longer a country of treaters. We don't treat mental illness anymore. We don't treat people if they, if they're committing crimes. What we do is enable people. We have, we have enabled mental illness. We say that you're okay. I'm okay. Go out in society and coexist with us. We're not treating people. As a matter of fact, true treatment for mental um, illness is declining. What we're doing is giving them pharmacological relief, which is no answer, and we're saying go out and live. 
if you look at the homeless communities throughout America, they're not homeless people. They are people that are seriously addicted to drugs, alcohol, and they have terrible mental health issues, Mm -hmm. and we don't treat them. And those drugs uh, have rewired their brains and made them dangerous. That's absolutely true. Mm -hmm. So uh, we we have become a, a country of enablers, and in our criminal justice system, we become woke there too. We no longer have focused deterrence, and focused deterrence is what should be done when you want to actually reduce crime. Crime is significantly high right now, and if we don't get it together, we're going to have a lot of rampant crime continue on, and 2024 is going to get even worse. And we're going to have have vigilante justice. We've got about a minute left. You've got a podcast. You're an author. Where do they get to see all your stuff, Dr. Curry? Oh, Thank you very much. It's drcurrymyers.substack.com. Curry is C-U-R-R-I-E. Myers is M-Y-E-R-S. Drcurrymyers.substack.com. I'm on X2 at Dr. Curry Myers. Feel free. I post often. I'm doing uh, something on focused deterrence today that I hope to have out, and I have a weekly podcast that I release on Friday. And I really wish I would have had more time with you because this is the type of stuff everybody's scared to talk about at Personally, I'm not afraid to talk about anything because these are the sorts of things we're dealing with in reality and the media is hiding from you. So when somebody is this mentally ill, I am really glad there are armed guards at a church where 25,000 people are worshiping each week. Somebody has to make sure they're protected from the the, the wackos who are going to come do their harm. Uh, I feel the most sorry for... Um, not only the people who are now going to live in fear, but that, that little baby who just does not understand what happened. So thanks for being oh, here, yeah. Sheriff. Appreciate you. You bet. Love to come back anytime. Appreciate you. Bye-bye.